It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. We are back. Another season. Your only place for Connacht Rugby news is right here, right now. And we've got a jam-packed podcast. A little bit shorter than usual. That's going to be our plan for the World Cup because we know you're busy. You've got loads to listen to. But you've got to keep up to date with Connacht. And we've got all the right people around the table who I'll introduce in a couple of minutes' time to keep you up to date with Connacht. Before that, though, let's get to the press conference. Speaking today, first you'll hear Caelan Blade and then you'll hear Andy French. It's been a long time. Um, it's actually been good though. It's, it's built kind of the, the squad hunger and, and it's got everyone excited. It's, it's probably that that few weeks later, but uh, no, real real. Uh, we came in for for a three week block at the start. It feels like a lifetime ago, but uh, no, we've built it nicely. Um, we had a nice uh, game against Munster, and, and we're looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, three wins in the pre-season. I know the games were a bit spread out, but uh, that must give you confidence going in. And Saturday seems to have been a very cohesive performance all round. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, we kind of spoke about winning becomes a habit, and, and once you kind of get on the roll, it, it's hard to lose. But um, yeah, coming into the season, it's a lot different than a pre-season game. But um, when, when you have the confidence behind you and you have a squad as hungry and, and kind of as cohesive as, as you said, it's it's going to be tough to, to beat us. Happy with it. It's uh, it has been a long pre-season, but it's been useful. We, we've got um, some really good training behind us now. Um, squad's in a really good spot. Uh, there's a good buzz around, a lot of competition in, for position, so people are ready now to, to get going. Talking about the competition, um, there's a few injuries, so there's a few guys unavailable, but you've got a very big big squad there, which you will need, but for a game like this, how competitive has it been on the training pitch? Really competitive, actually, and it's uh, we've had some really tough um, decisions to make in the, in the warm-up games as to who to play where, and what combinations, and, and it'll be no different this week with the selection of, of the team. We, there's going to be some good players miss out. Is there an added pressure because the Scarlets are fundamentally missing a full starting 15? They've got 14 guys away at the World Cup. They've also got a brand new coaching ticket in place, new head coach, new defence coaches. Mm-hmm. Is this a real opportunity to go in and snatch some points at a place that Connacht generally don't come away with a lot from? Yeah, it is. Listen, it's it's um, you know with with World Cup, it does change uh, for, for a lot of teams. You know, we we're probably one of the least affected teams, but we still are affected, um, and you're affected in other ways too because you've got players who uh, would have wanted to be over there on the plane, and and they've had to deal with the disappointment of that. And how do they deal with that? And can that deflate them, or can that pick them up? Is it uh, see that as an opportunity, or see them as a, as a you know, or does it really hurt them? The voice of Connick's head coach, Andy Friend. You can get that audio online on our Patreon website, through the Craggy Rugby website and our social media as well in full. So it's just something a little bit different that we'll be doing this season to start the campaign in terms of the podcast shape. A little bit more about how the podcast is going to shape up in a wee while. But first of all, I want to say a quick roundtable hello to all my guests and then I'm going to give them each a little question to get us going on the new season. Alan Deegan, welcome along. Hi, Rob. Oh, Lindley McKenzie, welcome along. Afternoon, Rob. Welcome back, William Davis. Good afternoon, Rob. We are back, Alan. We have three big topics to cover, first of all, and then we'll get stuck into the Scarlet's game of the weekend. The first one I want to cover is a fantastic campaign from Connick's women's team, who went all the way to the final of the Interprovincial Championship, beating Munster in semi-finals. Shocking and surprising a few people, and the future looks bright, disappointing in the end, but great coverage on Galway Bay FM, live coverage last weekend of that final. Talk to me. Yeah, super, super um, season for the women in the end. Um, slow start to the season, um, which they matched in, in each game they played, where they invariably gave away tries uh, early in the game, uh, which happened at the weekend. But they, they really fought back in the second half. Um, 
got within three points, made a mistake at a line-out from the resulting place, Seni Naupu, former Connacht player, threw an unbelievable dummy, and the try was scored by a Connacht-born number eight, Hannah O'Connor for Leinster. So even though Connacht did lose, they did have an awful lot to do with the winning try, or the, the try that sort of sealed the game. Um, and a lot of positive... T- come out of there with uh, Bevan Parsons Avian Riley and um, Maeve Dealey all doing really well who came up from last year's under 18 side. Brilliant coverage from William and Alan on Goy Bay FM as well so if you log on there you're going to get some of the uh, interviews to do with the last couple of weeks some great coverage of the win over Munster and of course the disappointing defeat but also the positivity around the fact that this team is progressing that's great that's a good news story in Connacht Rugby another good news story in Connacht Rugby is the fact that the professional team are bouncing into the season off the back of three wins from three in uh, pre-season friendlies Lenny I no, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to suddenly start winning all their Pro 14 games. But it was positive. You were at the Munster game. I was alongside you at that. They won in Russia. Beat Oina. Yeah, it's been a good season for them. I think it's been marked by the fact that the World Cup is on, so obviously it's been a much longer season than normal. So they've had a, a longer period to, to I suppose, uh, practice, train, get to know each other, have social outings. Interestingly enough, it's been marked by the fact that they've had three weeks on and one week off since they returned to training. I think that the, the good thing is that, is that they've they've marked it by three wins from three matches. They went to Ionia, they went to Russia, which was a nice unexpected trip for them. Both these trips are valuable in terms of letting the younger players uh, uh, you know, have their opportunity to show themselves. It's also very important for team bonding, of course. And then, of course, the most important one was that victory over Munster. Now, you know, it is a, it is a pre-season game, but it's nice to see the, the, the enthusiasm that's there. It's nice to see the moves, that, the, 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 the comfortable yeah. they're very comfortable with each other now. Some very slick passing, a real appetite, and good to see a lot of those younger players who have been brought in from the academy into the senior squad this year uh, actually getting an opportunity, particularly the youngsters like, you know, Connor Fitzgerald. Yeah, it was a bizarrely poor performance from Munster and it was ill-disciplined in the first half as well in terms of the penalties they were given away. So that's a mitigating factor, but certainly Connacht were much the better side, 40 to 31. Uh, Munster scored three of the last four tries there, as Andy Friend pointed out in the press conference. But that's the pre-season covered. We are racing around the table here just to cover the, the big talking points. And we just wanted to have a quick chat about the Eagles, William Mossy Lawler side, doing really, really well in that competition. Yeah, they're four out of five in the Celtic Cup. Two games left away to Cardiff and home to Leinster. If they can stay in the top two, they are second at the moment because Leinster are five out of five. They get to a final. This has been a huge improvement. Last season, they didn't win a game in in the Celtic Cup and they barely won games in the British and Irish Cup, which was before that. Uh, But it's something that Andy Friend drove from the start. He said, we have to get this sorted. Uh, These players have got to see a pathway to the first team. They've got to see a pathway to staying with Connacht and not just drifting away. And that's what's happened. They've played some good rugby this season. They've had some good wins. They've had four home games. Uh, The only game they've lost was in uh, Ballymena against Ulster. And if they can keep up the good work... um, They'll, they'll get to the final. On Friday from Knock, the Connacht team are flying out to play their game against Connectly and the Connacht Eagles are flying out to play Cardiff. So if you're one of the regular passengers that's on that plane, uh, you've probably got one of about four seats available because it sounds like two entire rugby teams will take up a plane. Yep, there won't be much room left if that's the case. Uh, and they're all big lads as well. Even the Eagles. Hand luggage only, folks, if you're on that plane. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, and it'll be good for them to travel, for the Eagles to travel with the senior 
in your team because there's, okay, yeah. there's, there's ways this is all done. It's, it's, it's a package of how they set up to, to travel to games like this. And um, I, think, I think they're absolutely delighted with how that's gone. They haven't overplayed it, but I think Connacht are really, really pleased how the Eagles have gone this year. Let's turn to the injuries before we get into the chat. William, quick injury update. We were remarking on the fact there's a lot of key players available. It seems like we're going to start the season with a pretty strong squad, but as always, there are a few knocks and bruises. Yeah, Johnny Murphy failed a HIA on Saturday against Munster. Colby Fianga has a thumb injury. Dave Heffernan has a calf injury. Killian Gallagher has a knee injury. I think they're all probably a couple of weeks away. Uh, Shane Delahunt is now available. Uh, he was injured earlier on, but he'll be available for the weekend. Connor Kenny, Robin Copeland, Sean O'Brien are all back in training. Uh, it's great to see Sean back because he's been out for quite a long time. And they're, I expect, will be available. Well, maybe not Sean, but the other two, I get the feeling, are pretty close to being available for either next week or the week after. All right, guys, we've got a game to look forward to. We've got a season to look forward to. Uh, Alan, we've purposely streamlined our podcast a little bit this year because the podcast world's dominated by the World Cup. Jack Hardy's over there. Bundiaki, that's the big positive for Connacht. Disappointment for a lot of players who missed out. The positive from Connick, though, is they're going to have a strong squad. They certainly are. Like You're looking at going to Parky Scarlets at the weekend to a place that Connick have never won. Connick actually haven't won in Wales since 2016. In a game we watched where Tiernan Halloran got that drop goal that squeaked over the bar with about a couple of minutes to go. Having said that, Connick have never lost the first game of the season when they've played away. So we'll have to see what happens. Right, there are the stats. Lindley, how are you feeling about this game at the weekend? It's, it's kind of one of those tricky fixtures that even under Andy Friend, Connick struggled with. You think of the Ospreys game last year where they were missing all those players in Bridge End. Connick made a bit of a dog's dinner of that one. This is another opportunity. 14 players missing. Bit of pressure on Connick's shoulders. I think they're Connacht are a year ahead uh, from where they were last year. Mm-hmm. I think they've had this long season training under Andy Friend. I do not expect them to go over there and produce anything other but 100% performance. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more maturity to the squad now. There's a lot more comfortable with each other, and I think their goals are set. And this is a very important fixture to see exactly how that pre-season has gone. The beer has been stocked up in the background the weekend ahead. Ready for Saturday morning in Japan. Yes, that's what we'll be uh, trying to watch as we travel. Uh, Lindley's point there, she thinks, yeah, don't be looking at last year. This team's going to kick on a bit. They've had their best, as I said to you earlier, it's the second best season ever last year on the Andy Friend, so they should be able to kick on a bit. Oh, I think so. I think the two games last year, there was the, the game in Bridgend and then there was the game at Cardiff. So you know what I'm referring to, yeah, that kind and, of and I mean, Andy Friend referenced them this morning. They, he feels that they did underestimate in those games. I okay. don't think that's going to happen again. Because um, are going to have, when we look at that team sheet, we're going to look at a lot of names we know very, very well. Yes, there's 14 players missing, but there's a lot of depth there. There is. They're in an interesting position. Uh, they have a new coach has come in, uh, Brad Moore. They've got uh, Glenn Delaney coming as defence coach. Uh, they've come the Crusaders and the Highlanders. They were nearly merged last season. That's still rumbling around. The, the, the whole mess with the Ospreys thing. I think a new coaching ticket there, Wayne Pivak and Stephen Jones have gone to Wales. Stephen Jones has obviously got to Wales a little bit earlier than was expected. Um, so they'll be a little bit in the dark as well as to where they're going to be in terms of, of performance but you know they'll expect to win because they're at home but there's three games coming up now and it's this is you have three games a week off and then you have 13 games so Connacht have got an opportunity here and they, they have to start quickly alright start quickly those first three games and I guess we can't help but bring back the fact that we said it after the last time there was a World Cup year it's an opportunity for Connacht 
It is. You know, as William alluded to, there's 14 players missing from Scarlet. Benetton are missing 16. Uh, Dragons are missing four. Ospreys are missing eight. Team that's not missing any is the Cheetahs. Yeah. But they have 21 new players because they let 20 go. (laughs) So it's a whole new squad. Uh, and then the last team that we play in, in within the World Cup here uh, rounds are Leinster, who are missing 14. So, yes, this is an opportunity for Connacht. What are we looking for, Lily? I mean, I guess just the first game, but you're probably looking minimum two out of the three, if not three out of the three to start, yeah? Well, you'd hope so. I think the Scarlet's match, you know, I remember last year, it was a brilliant match. It was a very close match as well. It was a very open match. That was the way it was played. That's the way I'm presuming it's going to be played again this 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 week. I would I would hope that... If, if you've got any hopes, basically, of getting through to the to the playoffs again, then this start is, is absolutely imperative. There's no way back if you don't get the wins now. And William, just kind of from that perspective, you kind of think of where uh, Andy Friend's mindset will be. He, he's kind of intimated that they've learned a lot about these pool structures and these games against the Scarlets and the and Treviso, for example, their fellow pool rivals. It's more than just a few points at stake there. Yeah, I was a little surprised at that because I think we talked about it continually last season. Mm. That the, the, these games, especially if it's in... If you take... My my view is Munster are the strongest team in, in, in our pool, mm. irrespective of where they are. Just for those listeners who may need to brush up on who's in our new pool in the uh, Pro 14, give us a rundown. Okay, the other Irish team in the pool are Munster. Scarlets and Cardiff for the two Welsh teams, Edinburgh from Scotland, Southern Kings from South Africa, and Benetton Treviso from Italy. It's going to be very tight, and the difference between qualifying for Europe and not qualifying, it could be a point Mm. or two points. You play 21 games, Connacht have 10 home games this season, the Pro 14, 11 away. Six of them are Interpros. Nearly a third of your season is Interpro rugby. We mm. don't win a lot of Interpro games. Maybe two out of six is, is about our average. Yeah, we'd be delighted with three. So that's three losses on, yeah. Yeah, so you need about 13 wins, 14 wins to be competitive, and you need to be picking up bonus points. So it's a sliding scale. If you, if, if you win eight games at home, you've got to win five or six games away. If you win nine games at home, and he's talked, Andy Friend has said he wants 80% win ratio at home this season. And then specifically, he will be focused on like those first two games. And Lindy, I was really interested to see that he mentioned uh, use of players. He says, you guys are going to be talking to me about this. You're going to say it's rotation. It's not rotation. I've got a lot of big names missing out this weekend that you're going to see. By the time listeners listen to this, they'll know who some of them are. But he's telling them, you'll get your chance. Everyone will get their chance. And it's not necessarily about squad rotation. Kind of mentioned horses for courses, but I think it's more than just that. Well, he's only got 41 players. I know that there was only 42 last year, but he did have a lot more um, academy members that could have come in if he needed to. So he has a squad of 41 players players quite a few academy players have stepped in there as well so while he doesn't have any big names he believes that he has a squad that can actually can improve the season and he believes he believes he has a squad that can win this trophy now that's going to be tested possibly not their ability but possibly their experience and that maybe is one area which which this squad because it is a very young squad is maybe lacking but that's something that's going to be tested very early on in this in the in this season and we'll just have to wait and see over the course of the season he yes he did intimate 
about you know the squad rotation. He's always that's what that's been a, a, a very strong element of Andy Friend's management that he does bring in has brought in so many young players to give them their chances because he's also realizing that he does have this window of 13 games on the trot and he knows and everyone knows damn well that you're not going to manage a team the same team or the same 15 or 20 week in week out for 13 weeks and there's champions cup rugby in there this year unlike playing bordeaux's your backup squad as what the challenge cup brings yeah, and, and I think we've got the, the worst of the draws with regard to who we play first, and we're playing Montpellier first, which means they're going to be well, well up for that first game. Um, so you're looking at two Champions Cup, three Interpros, two Champions Cup, all in a row. That's going to be a huge demand on the squad. Interesting. What have we learned since the last World Cup cycle? Because we've had these bad years in between. Really bad. The team dipped. I mean, obviously Pat Lamb, you know, leaving halfway to season, nearly wrote that off. Then the hiring of Kieran Keane did not work, and it was a poor season. Andy Friend's done an incredible job. How much has that turned things around from the depths that they dipped from the title? I think a huge amount. I think there was, um, I think there's a lot of players in there who are really angry that they're not in Japan at the moment, and that's going to be a part of the fact that you know they they know that they're as good as the guys that were picked in in place of them. That wasn't the case four years ago or any other years. If you look at the fact that there's only two Connacht players at the World Cup, that's the standard for Connacht. We've never had more than two. If you don't count 1991 when Jim Staples and Simon Gagan were there, but Connacht-based players, we've never had more than I two. I can't help but wonder, Alan, you know, there were so many players involved in the Irish team off the back of that title, and I can't help but wonder, that some of these players missed out because of those two bad years, you know, in that sense. It's not, you know, like, people are annoyed at some of the selection decisions, but you can't help but wonder if we had maintained the momentum, maybe there was opportunities for Marmion and Bealham that didn't play out because the team didn't play well enough, didn't get into the Champions Cup for two seasons, for example. Yeah, but they were they were um, in the quarterfinals last year, and and we're unlucky to lose out to Leinster, to, to Ulster. You know, they, they were there, they oh, proved... Last them. year, last year turned yeah. around. But you yeah. can't help but wonder if, if, the, if the previous years may have had an effect. I don't know, Lily. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think, you know, we had two bad years. The last, you know, when, when Pat Lamb was leaving and then Karen King came in and having to dismantle everything that had gone before because the management structure, everything had disappeared. So it was a very bad season. I think Andy Friend has come in and his main, what I see as one of his main strengths is his man management skills. I think he has a wonderful ability to be able to embrace his players, to understand his players, to also give them, you know, hard talking to when they need to. But he's he is very, very... I think crucially he is very good on his man management skills and I think that has been a huge plus since he has come in he's been able to get those players to bond he's been able to, they all are very um, I get the impression they're all very open at meetings, how they discuss things, you know, there's there's no one afraid um, in this in this in this squad and I think that has been one of his most impressive um, additions to Connors since he's arrived yeah, and I think if you look at the players who came in last year, they, they were effective very, very quickly, which is not something that normally happens here. Normally it takes a player a little bit of time to adjust to the west of Ireland, to our weather, to, our, to our, how things are done out here. Um, but last season it looked like they, they adjusted really, really quickly, and that has to be down to um, Andy Friend. Just enough time to cover this. Do you know what I, I think helps him adjust too is staying fit and staying healthy. He quoted today that he was very proud of the 80% availability rate that Connacht had this year. Injury prevention has been a big thing because it was a big factor in the difficulty Connacht had in their 
their uh, in their poor seasons, uh, William. So that was interesting, and I thought it was interesting his defence of the squad. No big signings, we might say. He didn't say that. He felt he, he, we have improved, and he also highlighted the fact that the three loan signings are signings as well. The guys who came in at the back end of last year. So I found that interesting. And then he's talking about openness in terms of players. He's open with the media too, and he mentioned that some of the players came in and said, "Friend, are you sure?" This was I'm quoting him. Are you sure we have a, a good enough squad? And then when we sat down and we discussed it, there was agreement that we are improved, we are better. So a lot of that's positive psychology, but a lot of it, you really do get the feeling they fully believe they're stronger and better this year. Yeah, and you know they reached two quarterfinals last year, uh, which was a sort of a target. Huge achievement. Yeah, it's a target for them. Unfortunately, they didn't get as much out of those two games as they probably uh, should have. Mm. And that's another lesson for them going forward. Um, But the squad, look, that's what he's got to work with. And and as long as he believes in them and the management believe in them, and as well as the players believing in the guys that are around them, that's key to it that they actually trust who's outside them and who's picked. Because players are going to have to get used to different combinations simply because of the amount of rugby that's going to come in, in a rush. And that's it's that's you need a positive attitude. You can't have a situation where players are thinking, "Well, I don't really want him to be picked because I don't want to be having him outside me." And you have to get beyond that. You have to just accept that there is a system in place. There will there'll be a lot of competition for places, and I'm sure it can get quite snappy on the training ground if somebody feels somebody isn't performing to the right level. Three weeks, one week off, thirteen straight weeks of rugby. Wow, this is going to be incredible. Two things for you to do with him before we finish with uh, our roundup. Who are Con- what time are Connacht playing at the weekend? Where can people follow it? And a quick rundown through the other fixtures. Yeah, Connacht's game is Saturday evening at quarter past five. Uh, live commentary on Galway Bay FM on the stream and on FM. It'll also be uh, televised by TG Cahar. Uh, let's look at the other fixtures quickly. On Friday, two games. Cheetahs versus Glasgow with a five-past-six start Irish time. Ulster versus the Ospreys, 7.35. Saturday, Munster Dragons at 3pm. Southern Kings versus Cardiff Blues at 3pm. Benetton versus Leinster kickoff at 5.15, same time as Connacht. And the final game of the weekend, Edinburgh versus Zebra, 7.35pm. 7.35pm that should finish off the weekend we will be live as William said we'll have another podcast out early next week brilliant well done everyone hope you enjoyed the podcast we're back in a few days time Uh, Lindley, William and myself will be in Wales and we'll be talking to you on Monday thanks folks talk to you soon loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad